This week on the podcast, Ollie is back and we're talking about the Collingwood game. We're doing our mid-season awards as well. We're reviewing the first part of the year and then what we can look forward to in the second part of the season as well. We also talk about the potential for a priority pick at the end of the year. Let's get into it. Right, Ollie, not the result we wanted against the Pies yesterday, but you're there firsthand. Can you give us your thoughts on what you saw from the stands? Yeah, thanks, Keggs. Went along to MCG on Sunday, and yeah, it was a 45-point loss, but I think there were a lot to like from the game. Like, yeah, we got blown away in the end, but we're really only 15 points in it Mm -hmm. with a few minutes to go, and that is just a really frustrating thing, but it's also a good thing that we're in the game for so long. Archie Smith kicked a goal, yeah, I think it was probably about six minutes on the clock, and Collingwood just ends up kicking the last five goals of the game, which was... Very disappointing to see it blow out like that, but at the same time, it could have been a lot worse because Collingwood did kick pretty poorly around goal and really could have put us away, and the inside 50 count was, uh, yeah, there's a big discrepancy there. I think they had double, more mm. double inside 50, so they really dominated there, but yeah, there was a few things to like. Obviously, Eric kicking that goal, that was... That's pretty special. One for the highlight reel. That really got the crowd up and going, and the Collingwood supporters, I think, were... They're marvelling at it at one stage, which is Had saying a lot. Cap. Yes, it was um, a bit Buddy-esque, I think. And yeah, drew comparisons. <clears throat> I was thinking in the stands and then I heard on the coverage later on that they were saying that as well. And yeah, that was really exciting. Didn't do a hell of a lot on the day, but yeah, didn't have a great supply like he has whole season. So mm. I think we only had about 30-something inside 50. So didn't get a lot of supply down there, but... Yeah, Dane Beams, Dane Zorka, they were absolutely incredible. Yeah, like, big games for Their them. games were probably up there with yeah, Voss, Black, Acker, and their heyday, really. They single-handedly kept us in the game. Zorko's work around the clearances, same with Beams. Mm. They just got to every contest, and they are just star players, and we know that for <clears> some time, but just what they did yesterday with super performances. I think to emphasise how good they were, I was reading in the paper today, the Herald Sun, John Ralph gave 3-2-1, three, 3 to Beams and 1 to Zorko, and in a 45-point loss, that's yeah. that's quite unheard of, isn't it? Two, yeah. two players from the losing team. So, yeah, it shows the quality of their game and good to see them getting a bit of acknowledgement down south as well. Um, yeah, for sure. And I was at the game and I thought... Okay, I might be being a bit biased here, but I mm. do think they were probably in the, the top three players on the ground. But, yeah, for a neutral person from the media is saying that as well, then they've always had amazing games. Um, you mentioned that was your first game in the flesh. Are there things that you noticed, you know, being able to watch a game live and see the whole field that you might have picked up for the first time that you wouldn't have seen on TV? Yeah, first game in the flesh this season. hadn't been able to get to the first couple of games in Melbourne, but... Yeah, just our work rate when the opposition has the ball. It mm. just really leaves a lot to be desired. Like Beams, Zorko, never stop trying. They get themselves to every contest. But yeah, there's a few guys probably need to work, uh, lift their work rate a bit. There's a few, yeah, not great chases and a few mm. broken tackles, which does happen with a young side. 
But, yeah, you'd really like to see just a lift across the board when the opposition doesn't have the ball. Just that manic pressure that teams really have a focus in on now. But, yeah, yeah, that will come, I think. And just those lapses, again, they just kill us every week. We shut our brains off for about five minutes and we get completely blown away. It's really frustrating, really disappointing. I'm sure it is for the the players and the coaching staff as well because – we have really good spells there for a while, and we had that on Sunday, and there was a lot to like mm. when we were switched on, but it's just, yeah, that, that last quarter, like, we were 15 points, and then it was like they thought, okay, we've done enough now. Yeah, We're in the game. We've played okay for a lot of it, and then 15-point margin suddenly turns into a 45-point margin. It's very frustrating. I think to emphasise, you know, our lack of pressure, it certainly hasn't been helped by the absence of, you know, Mitch Robinson and Alan Christensen. They're probably two players that really drive that, you know, off the ball pressure that we're sorely yeah, missing at the moment. So, um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, the guys can can build on that. Um, with the bye week this weekend, we're not going to look too much into the future. We're going to look at the past. In fact, do a mid-season recap and a who would be leading our awards and do just a general season review. Um, we start with the best and fairest race. Who do you think would be the candidates for that? Well, it's a race in three at the moment. Mm. It's definitely Beams, even though he's missed a couple of games, Zorko and Rockcliffe, even though yeah, he'll miss a few games as well. So yeah. those three guys have been absolutely brilliant. Every game they've played on, Zorko might have had one down week, but yeah, Beams has been superb, and it's just really good to see him get a decent run out. I know he had that issue for a couple of weeks there, but mm. yeah, it's the most time we've seen in the park from him since he's been at the club. So yeah, those three guys would be streets ahead at this point. I think purely just because he's been consistent, Zorko would be the one for me that would be in front at this point. Like, still obviously half a season to go, but. Just his ability, he's hit the scoreboard, kicked 14 goals, racked up plenty of touches, and also defensively as well, he's applying a lot of tackles. Um, So I think that would have him in front. Of those three, do you think any would be a chance of All-Australian squad selection, whether that be, you know, the initial 40 or the final 22? Well, I think Rockcliffe definitely has to be considered just on his clearance work. Mm. Just, he was on record pace yeah. for a while there with the clearance work until he got injured. So hopefully he can get back soon and keep doing his work around the clearances because it's been amazing. And I think Zorka as well, just kicking those goals too. Mm. He has played in the midfield quite a bit, but gone yeah. forward as well. So I think he wouldn't get a goal in the midfield in the All-Australian side, but I think it has to be a genuine shot at sort of a half-forward position. It'd be disappointing if he wasn't in the squad because he's definitely, you know, a sort of candidate for that half-forward flank position or even coming off the bench. And, yeah, his form, for me, has been undeniable. Um, and yeah, just being and consistent I, as well. Yeah. And on the coverage yesterday, just watching it back, the, I was saying if he was at a higher-ranked Melbourne club, then he'd be considered mm. a genuine superstar. And mm. you, you can't really argue with that. No. Um Next one we'll talk about is the best first-year player. Have you got any thoughts on that one? Yeah, a couple of candidates. Jared Berry's coming along really nicely. Didn't have a lot of the footy on Sunday, but when he did, kicked a really nice goal and just shows a lot of composure, 
really good at the footy. So he's definitely uh, up there. And McLuggage as well. I think he's progressing pretty nicely as well. Had 19 possessions yeah, probably on had his best game Sunday. On and yeah, it was one of his best games. And I think he keeps getting better every week. Mm. Probably his first game looks a bit overwhelmed, as he can be on <laughs> debut. But he's yep. yeah, playing some pretty good footy now. And I think, yeah, we'll see some really good footy from him by the end of the season. Yeah, I'd, personally, I'd go with Jared Berry as well, just because um, gradual improvement. He sort of gets better with every game and every time we've seen him. And also the roles he's been given, like against Port, he ran with Brad Ebert for a while, and he's had a few other sort of assignments like that that he's done pretty well in. He's probably broken broken even par on a few of the better players in the competition and great learning experience from him. And also he's kicked a few goals. He's been able to hit the scoreboard, which is good. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Rising Star nomination in the back end for him. Oh, it has to be coming soon, surely. Yeah, it wouldn't be far away. So, fingers crossed that's something we can look forward to in the run home. Um, this is probably the, I know, most varied opinion we'll have so far as the most improved award. There's probably a few candidates for that one. Yeah, a few candidates, but I reckon the man that you spoke to last week, and that was a great interview, and I think Nick Robertson probably deserves the most improved. Mm. He's come along such a long way, and he's a genuine walk-up star in the side now, just with that pressure and the intensity that he shows at the contest every week down back. He's doing a great job. His skills have improved, and just, yeah, the way he... He's sort of become, even though he's still a young guy himself, he's sort of mm-hmm. more of a experienced leader down there now. Just the the way he's he's come along, and also the aggression he brings as well. I think I think yeah. that's that's something important, especially for a backline. You like that? I know a bit of niggle in the backline and aggressive nature that he brings. Um, another one I thought I do agree with you. However, Nick Robbo for me as well. Another name I think has been pretty good this year is Ben Keyes. He's probably lifted his game a peg. And I think Lewis Taylor's improved considerably as well. He's like struggled with the contract speculation a bit last year, but I think this year he's performed a pretty good offensive role for us, linking you know half forward to the forward line and kicking a few goals and providing a bit of a spark for us. Yeah, for sure. Definitely agree there. Um, the next one, which is an award acknowledged by the club at the end of the year is the most competitive. This is probably a harder one for us to choose. Have you got any thoughts on, on that one? Most competitive as in just, yeah, every week going at the contest or I, yeah, I guess what, so. Sort of mean. Yeah. It was just one of the awards on the club website that I picked up. Okay. I think Nick Robbo probably falls into that category as well as sort of the competitive, you know, aggressive guy that we just spoke of. But, um, Darcy Gardner as well, I think, is yeah. a good candidate there. No, oh, I think probably even in Zorko and Dane mm. Beams just because, yeah, they just will themselves to every contest. And, yeah, those guys you mentioned as well, Mitch Robinson, even though he's going to miss a lot of footy, unfortunately, mm. he's always up there just because he attacks every contest like it's his last. But, yeah, there's a, there's a few guys up there. But, yeah, Zorko and Beams just... The way they lead from the front, and hopefully that's going to start to rub off on other guys. Yeah. Just getting in there, getting the footy, and just leading the way for these younger guys. Setting the tone, for sure. That's what we hope for, anyway. Um, Some of the other awards are probably going to be hard for us to pick out, like, you know, uh, most professional and all that stuff. But the other 
award I think we will talk about quickly is the Reserves Player of the Year, and I'd straight up go for the Ruckman Big Oscar. I think he's been terrific in the Reserves games I've been able to see on, on the YouTube stream, especially on the weekend. I don't know if you caught it, but he, he turned it on. Yeah, I haven't been able to catch too many NEFL games, but yeah, I've just noticed he's been in the best basically every week, and mm. that's a really promising sign for a young Ruckman to be killing it every week and obviously with the reserve side there's guys going in and out mm. every week but yeah, he seems to be a constant in there and that's that's a really good sign yeah so he played first ruck and out rucked the two Aspley ruckman and also kicked four goals and just really good at ground level as well I think that's the thing that you really notice about him he's really clean but below his below his legs and then can go forward and hit the scoreboard and I think you know, he's coming off the rookie list, so we'll need an injury to get him in the team, but it would be great to see him get a go. Um, yeah, for sure. I suppose the problem, and traditionally with Ruckman as well, would be his, his tank and his aerobic capacity to, you know, run out an AFL game. But um, he's, he's pretty exciting, actually. I'm really bullish about Big Oscar. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully he can make the grade. Um, it's just great to see the Neeful side up there again. It's been a few years since they've been pretty competitive. I know they had a good run mm. there in 2011, 2012, mm. 2013, I think. They were up and about, but yeah, a few lean years. But yeah, that's just good to have that success at the club and the reserve side right up there. Six and two record after eight games. And yeah, it's all pretty promising for the Neeful team. Especially the game on the weekend. Like They were terrific in just how they dismantled a pretty handy Aspley team. And yeah. One of the, the guys that surprisingly led from the front was Matty Eagles. It's probably the best game he's played for the club. And he was actually the nominated captain for the day, playing a forward ruck role, took a lot of contested grabs and probably outplayed Freeman and Close for a lot of the game. Close worked into it late. But, yeah, no, really impressive signs from especially the rookie players as well. I think that's what that's what's most impressive about our squad at the moment. Um, moving on now from the award race to just, I suppose, a general season review. Um, we'll start by talking about where we are now compared with maybe the pre-season expectations. I think pre-season we might have expected one or maybe two more wins. Like I think Port being better than they have been probably scuttled some of our pre-season hope, especially with our pick. But, um, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on the pre-season expectations and where we are at the moment. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And after the first round, we were thought, yeah, okay. Flying, yeah. <laughs> we might get two, three wins by this point. But, yeah, that Essendon game, we'll just keep coming back to that. Yeah, it, that was just still yeah. really bothers me. Like, we probably should have won that game in hindsight. We that, had just a really poor lapse for 10, 15 minutes and that just cost us. And mm. that, we would have been 2-0 and, and you can't, underestimate what that would have done to the guys' confidence to go 2-0 and after such a <clears throat> tough few years. But, yeah, we've been more competitive. The blowouts haven't been there as much as they were last year. There mm. were games and you just think, okay, this is going to get really, really ugly. Mm. The Adelaide-Port Adelaide game, yeah, we probably expected to get belted by Adelaide, yeah. really, just the way they're going and they completely fog free on the weekend. A decent side. So, yeah, there's no harm in getting belted by Adelaide. The Port Adelaide game, obviously, very disappointing. Mm-hmm. They're a good side this year, but just the way we 
just didn't turn up that day whatsoever. It was our worst effort for the year, worst performance. But mm. I think there's been a bit to like. Yeah, we're with two games off 17th, mm. which is a bit concerning. We're on the bottom of the ladder, um, and it's looking unlikely we'll get off there unless something dramatic happens. But yes. yeah, I think Fagan's definitely brought a lot of positives to the club and yeah, it's going to be a slow build, as we know, but I think we're in an okay spot. The things I take out of what we've seen so far this year is um, there's a lot less. Last year, I think the thing that plagued us last year was those ridiculous, the ridiculous amount of goals from the goal square. Like teams would just constantly, literally run in goals from the yeah. top of the goal square, and it was just ridiculous. And that hasn't happened this year, which is certainly a positive. That's a little positive, but. Um, I think something else that we've noticed as well is the highs have been really good. Like, the good's been really good, and you can see the future and how it's going to click together, like the quarters against the Bulldogs and the Suns and even against Essendon for a bit as well. So I think those glimpses are definitely impressive and definitely improvements. Like, you weren't getting... There wasn't much to like about or anything to like about last year, but... Ah, no. it's (laughs) It's good to get that hope, I guess, but... um. Yeah, for me, I probably had us winning at least one more game. And um, I think the thing as well you have to consider about this year is we sort of run into sides just as they came good. Like the Swans turned the corner when we played them and Hawthorne yeah. have been playing better footy since we played them. and Things just haven't really lined up for us this year and lost key personnel like Robbo and Alan Christensen and Rocky now as well. But um, yeah, look, hopefully we can have a few more reasons to celebrate in the back half of the year. Um, I think now we'll talk about what you think we're doing well. Yeah, I think our clearance work's been really good. Mm. And it was again on Sunday. Beams, Zorko, as I keep alluding to, they were, they were brilliant around the clearances. And obviously Rocky, when he's in there, just leading the AFL in clearances. So yeah, for sure. Our work around there has been pretty good. But at the same time, yeah, it hasn't – it's gone the other way sometimes as well. There's been easy ball coming out too. But, yeah, I think just stemming the flow at times. Last year there were occasions when teams would get a run on and would just cave in. Yeah. would just completely throw in the towel. And there was nothing we could do about it. There were times on the weekend I thought, okay, this is this could get really ugly here again. Mm. The Collingwood did leave us in the game a bit, but I think there's more fight this year. And that's something Fagan's definitely wanted to say of. And I think, yeah, there's definitely been more fight. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I think something else that for me, has been something we've done well this year is there's been actually good periods of ball movement. We've shown the ability to switch the ball, which has yeah, been un- sure. unheard of in Brisbane yeah. in recent years. So, yeah, that's been something we can hang our hat on, the improvement in that respect. Um, what we need to improve, well, I think there's a lot, to be honest. Um, the forward pressure or the general pressure without the ball is probably top of the list yeah. for mine and maybe tightening up the defence a bit. But, I mean... They can only do so much with the amount of ball that's coming in. It probably starts with the midfield and getting more pressure on on the ball. And I think, you know, as you said, we're winning the clearances, but I think we need the clearances to have a bit more impact. We need to translate those wins into scoreboard pressure, I guess, and convert our chances. 
Um, yeah, definitely. Is there anything else that you'd add to that that needs to be improved or hopefully improved in the back half of the year? Yeah, the forward pressure, pressure in general, mm. uh, as I spoke about before, just when we don't have the ball, there's just too many guys running flat-footed and <clears throat> too many broken tackles, which mm. is really disappointing. And guys from the opposition, it's just getting through too easy. Mm. And the best side, you say, is just that manic pressure around the ball when you have the ball, when you don't have the ball. It needs to be there. Mm. So, yeah, that really needs to lift, and I'm sure Fagan's working on that pretty hard. To wrap up our review of the first part of the season, is there a memorable memorable moment that sticks in your mind so far this year, mate? Well, it has to be round one against the Gold Coast when we hung on for that win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just getting the win on the board straight up to have a one zero record that was that was fantastic. I think we celebrated that, but yeah, yeah, there were little moments in games as well that were pretty memorable. That Essendon game, that third quarter was mm. as good a footy as we played for the last four or five years. Probably, mm. probably the best quarter of footy we've played since the Ash McGrath game. I would say. <laughs> It was absolutely brilliant. I know Essendon dropped off a bit, but the ball movement, the pressure, we were just on. And unfortunately, we weren't able to keep it up in the last quarter. But yeah, there was, was so much to like. I think my memorable moment is the second quarter against the Bulldogs this year. I think everything we touched turned to gold in that quarter. Yeah. It was just amazing the run of goals we got on them, you know, the reigning premiers and all that. Um, that was pretty special for me. And probably, yeah other than the Gold Coast game, the only time I've got really excited about the game, irrespective of what happened in the second half. I think in isolation, that was, for me, the highlight, just how well we played and, yeah, how exciting it was that we were up and about. But, um, yeah, I think you're right, the Gold Coast game and hanging on for a hard-fought win. And within that game as well, like the Harris-Andrews-Tom um, Lynch duel was pretty special to watch and Dane Beams ran amok, which is something we haven't seen from him for a while just because of injuries so yeah that game was special in a lot of ways I think and it's obviously because we won but it's hard to go past that as a as a highlight to this point yeah it's hard to go past that can't <laughs> really better win um we'll quickly look ahead to the second half of the year then we'll wrap it up at the moment it's hard well for me to see another win just because we do look a bit off the pace like as you said we're a couple of games off 17th and we just look a step behind the rest of the competition. Like Carlton have been pretty scrappy in some games and won. And Gold Coast, you know, they've shown they're pretty handy when they want to be. They're inconsistent, but, you know, they can win. Um, do you see much hope for a win in the second half of the year? Or? Uh, yes. <laughs> but at the same time, it is, you go through the draw and it's hard to mm. see a win at this point just because the competition is so even. Mm. And, yeah, there are a lot of good sides, but we're going to get a win at some point, and I think probably two wins. We're going to, we're going to sneak one. Yeah. It's all going to come together at some point, and like, we're not going to go through with just the one win. That would be unfair and probably diabolical at the same time. So I think we, we will get a win. I think Frio is a genuine chance at home. Yeah, which is the I next thought game. this last year as well when we played Freya because they were going terribly last season and we put in probably the worst performance I've seen from mm. the Lions team in my time last year. So they need to really um, make amends for that one. 
And you go through the lists, yeah, it's, it's looking pretty hard. But then Carlton, we've got them in round 18. Yeah. At the Gabba. So that, we have to see that as a, a genuine opportunity for a win. The Sun, we've got the Suns again. Yeah, that the Suns, Carlton and Frio for mine are probably the chances. I don't know where we play North, if that's at the Gabba. Then... We've got North at the Gabba in round 23. Oh, the last round. Okay, well. Yeah, so that's the chance. <laughs> so there are a few opportunities there, but um, at the moment, as I said before, I think we do look just half a step off, you know, 17th and 16th, which is pretty upsetting. But yeah, historically, we do tend to win a random game in the last month of the season. Like, I yeah. remember beating the Bulldogs, I think, at Jed Adcock's last game with us, and there was a few other games where yeah. we <laughs> avoided the spoon. But to be honest, and I'm as optimistic as anyone, I think this is the year we'll probably actually... Won't be able to avoid the spoon. We'll finally, finally win that one. Yeah, I think so. It, when we're already two games off at this point and percentage as well, it's going to mm. take near a minor miracle to get off the bottom of the ladder because Carlton's shown a fair bit. They've taken it up to some pretty good sides, mm. really. They haven't been, apart from the Port Adelaide game, they really haven't been blown away at all. So they're improving under Brendan Bolton. They're probably... Um, yeah, we're probably where Carlton were at the moment last year. Yeah. Even though Carlton probably won a few more games, but mm. we're probably a bit further back than they are. They've got some handy, mature age recruits and yeah. a few other older guys leading the way, so they're think, probably just a bit ahead of us at this point. I think Carlton's deceptively older than you think as well. Like they've still got Cade Simpson and Bryce yeah. Gibbs and Mark Murphy running Mark around. Mark Murphy, yeah. Yeah, so... But um, I think you're right there. We probably are the Carlton of last year. Just on our plight at the moment and how things are going, I thought we'd get your thoughts on possible priority pick. Now, those are words that you don't want to talk about, but it probably is within the realms of possibility for us this year. Do you think that would be on the table? I think if we keep going the way we're going and the other teams are leaping far ahead of us, then it has to be on the table. If we win, say, three games again, mm. it, it has to be. I know we got one last year, but it was, we would have like won a... four games in 2015, three games last year, and maybe about the same this year. It's mm. Ten wins in three seasons, and not even the worst sides going back to the, the Carltons and the, the Melbournes in the mid-late 2000s. Mm. They were winning more games than that and still getting priority picks. So I think the rules have changed around priority picks, but we have to be getting a shot no matter what, I think. Even if we do somehow manage to win four, five games, I think we still will get the wooden spoon at this point. So mm. it has to be. It's interesting to note, I don't know if you noticed this, but last week AFL website released a, a fan survey and one of the questions was actually, do you think, Brisbane deserves a priority pick. So, I don't know if I'm reading too much in between the lines, but to me it definitely sounds like the AFL might be laying down the or softening the blow for that potential news. Yeah, if it's coming from the AFL website, then <laughs> there's a, a fair chance that uh, it could be on the cards. They're seeing <laughs> what sort of position we're in. So, mm. yeah, I, I think we have to be considered a chance for that. All right, mate. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. Thankfully, we've got a bye this weekend, so we don't have to sit through another loss or another shellacking. So a bit of relief for us and the fans. But um, I'll catch up with you 
soon. Yeah, thanks, Gags. Cheers. No worries, mate.